Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Smoke here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by returning guest, Wes Schroll, CEO and founder of Fetch Rewards. Wes, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast. Of course. It's my pleasure. Good to see you again, Alex. Likewise. So last time we spoke for the podcast was more than a year ago now, and I know a lot has changed since then. So why don't you first off catch us up on what's been happening with Fetch Rewards? It's one of those funny situations where it's like, a lot has changed, but also a lot of our focus has remained the exact same. So I feel like it's always balancing those two things. Um, but over the last year, we have really been fortunate to be well positioned for a lot of the macro trends going on in the industry right now. Uh, everyday consumers are definitely being pinched on their everyday expenses and a lot less, uh, you know, disposable spend is going towards things that are nice to have is they're really all going towards the things that are need to have. And, and Fetch continues to expand its offering to cover the need to have the everyday items that you're buying from a grocery store or going to a restaurant uh, and, and help people be able to save meaningful money off of that. So that is resonating really well, which has allowed us to grow even faster than I think we had initially anticipated. Um, recently just broke 18 million monthly active users over 6 million daily active users on our typically on Sundays, that's where we're hitting, um, which is crazy. That's almost, you know, twice the size of Starbucks's app in terms of daily active users. So again, wow. really resonating well, we're not seeing any slowdown on the growth. And that's also meant we've had to grow the rest of the business around it. So we've raised another round of funding uh, at the beginning of 2022. We've continued to add on, we're about uh, 830 full-time employees now. Uh, our partners continue to challenge us and think to go bigger and faster. So it's really exciting. It's the flywheel is fully humming right now and it's just trying to keep up with it. So that's kind of a quick snapshot of the last year. Absolutely. Well, it's really great to hear about such phenomenal growth from a, a company that got its start here in Wisconsin. And uh, I'm interested more on your perspective as well on what the process has been like to continue growing so much. As you mentioned, 18 million active monthly users. Have you, you mentioned you've been doing some extra fundraising. Are you building out capacity for the platform and uh, any, I guess, challenges involved with such rapid growth? Yeah, I think one of the things that happens is you continue to scale from a consumer base. Uh, your level of what it took to be great continues to rise. Um, it used to be okay for us to have uptime of 99.9% of the time, you know, when we had a million users, uh, now at 18 million, it's like, it has to be 99.999% of the time. So <laughs> engineering is always finding, uh, challenges that they need to go and solve because the bar just keeps, keeps getting raised. Not only do you have more people hitting it, uh, but again, the, the error rate has to continue to go down because the absolute number is growing too large. If it was to maintain the same, um, We've also, you know, coming out of COVID have really wanted to make sure people have on our team have physical spaces to be able to get together. And so, as you mentioned, we are Wisconsin based. We just opened up our new flagship headquarters there uh, over on East Wash, beautiful new office that 
allows our teams to actually gather there from all across the country. We see teams are going there and meeting up. So every week you have different teams in there. Uh, it, it's just really inspiring to see people wanting to get back in the office, even if it's only for you know a couple of days a month. We think that's totally great. Um, and it's really being directed by them, not by us. So the, yeah, it's been a lot of um, you know interesting challenges and opportunities that come with that type of growth. But really, it's just a focus on continuing to get better, bring people together so that they can innovate and you know solve those challenging problems, um, and and still tie everyone back to a culture that is true to fetch and is scalable. And that's something I spend a lot of my time doing, welcoming every new employee every Monday, uh, giving them the history of the company, making sure that they understand what are our core pillars that we build products around, what are our values internally. And I think as you invest the time to do that, you see it starts to, or continues to grow with the organization. And that's something that's important to us. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And then looking ahead, what does the future look like for Fetch. Any exciting developments on the horizon you can share with us or just kind of your broad vision for what the next few years hold? Yeah, I think first and foremost, we don't anticipate the growth to slow down. Um, if you look at the consumers that use Fetch today, they're, they're very representative of your average American household. Uh, and if that's the case, then there's over 110 million of those households that are out there that we think would find value in using Fetch. Uh, and we only have 18 million of them using it today. So how do we continue to expand and serve more of uh, the community? And that scale only helps us to then attract more partners. More partners means there's more value per consumer. Uh, and then it's it's truly a win-win on that side. So I think first and foremost, in the next two years, we, we want to keep doubling down on the growth here uh, in the U.S. It's something that's really important to us. Another big investment that we've made is historically, we've always been focused on that consumer product. You know, we want to be a world-class consumer application that makes it fun and easy to, to save money and get rewarded from companies that you love. Um, but beyond that, we want to start providing world-class tooling to our partners. So whether that's the brands we work with, the retailers, restaurants, now even gas groups that we work with, we want to give them tooling that enables them to bring to life their company in a way that is uh, highly manageable, real time in terms of seeing performance of it. Is this helping their business? And we hope by providing tools like that, they just see that this is a channel that is uh, high ROI and they want to keep investing more. So we have an entire system coming out called Mission Control that will be self-serve for all of our partners to start being able to utilize that. Again, we think we'll just keep the flywheel going. Um, we launched Spanish earlier this year that, you know, continues to grow in terms of our total Spanish users um, that we have out there. So that's exciting. Obviously tips our hand that we're interested in international expansion at some point that is definitely going to happen. Um, but for now, yeah, those are the, those are the couple of key things that we're really focused in on. Terrific. Well, it's great to hear about all those different areas you're looking at as the company continues to grow so quickly. I'm also interested in the role of data in your operations, and maybe that kind of ties into what you were just talking about with all these customers making purchases and using the platform on a daily and monthly basis. That's a lot of data, right? So are you able to leverage that information, use it in some way? And is that connected to what you just mentioned? Yeah. So I always try to be really clear. We're not a data business in sure. terms of like our business model is not selling data. What we believe is our data is the, you know, the, the power that powers the machine that we've created that helps to 
sell sales. You know, like we're really good at influencing and having a consumer get rewarded for shifting their purchases and starting to consolidate down to certain brands or retailers. Um, and that is all powered by our data. So the data will be certainly surfaced up in mission control and made more, uh, you know, uh, available to be able to slice and dice in real time, to be able to create better campaigns, to target the right consumers. Um, so yes, it's a, it is a, we are a data powered business and that is a huge component of what we do. Um, and again, we think that that's the right way of doing it because then a consumer can tangibly see the value that they're getting for their data being utilized. It's not just being, you know, sold off to companies behind the scenes that are using it for who knows what that may or may not benefit the consumer. We think that the use of the data has to tangibly benefit the consumer in a way that we can prove and show them the receipts of the value that they're getting from it. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. And then Wes, also I understand your company recently announced a, a partnership with Kimberly Clark. And I know that you have some loyalty programs that you're involved with, some other uh, big names as well that our listeners might be familiar with, like General Mills, um, Pepsi Company. Huggies, can you talk a little bit about um, those partnerships? Yeah, a lot of our partners are, you know, continuing to expand the all the different touch points that we have with them. So Kimberly Clark, we signed a large long-term deal with that really just aligns us so that we can get out of the minutia of the annual budgeting process and instead really have our teams focus on solving the big problems, the big meaty problems that are out there and know that we're in the same boat doing it together and have made that commitment to each other. So we're absolutely thrilled by that. Um, you know, Huggies is one of their brands that they own that we also then run Huggies Rewards for them. So it's a way of them being able to engage with their most loyal consumers, even in the Fetch ecosystem. Because, well, you may have, you know, of our 18 million consumers, you may have 10 million of them that are it's relevant to, you know, maybe only 2 million are really loyal customers. So Huggies Rewards allows us to give those 2 million an awesome experience with more content um, because they've kind of wanted that second opt-in and shown that they're Huggies loyalists. And then we can still go, go after the other 8 million because they're still loyal to fetch. Um, so we, we think it's great. And we use that same with uh, General Mills and Good Rewards, which just broke a million uh, opt-ins and sign-ups for that program. Pepsi Tasty Rewards, over 2.5 million in that program. Um, so again, we're just seeing that this is a model that is successful. It allows our partners to create curated experiences for their most loyal customers while not taking the eye off the ball of being able to still service the other 80% where a lot of opportunity also lies to expand and hopefully move them into that loyal, super loyal uh, group over time. Sounds great, Wes. Well, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts, for answering my questions. Um, I wanna wish you uh, just to say congratulations for all the success you've seen. And uh, thanks again for taking the time to chat with me on the podcast. Thanks so much, Alex, for having me back on. I look forward to uh, our next one in 2023, where I can hopefully give you another update of all the uh, progress that we're making on these goals. It sounds good, Wes. Thanks. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. 
Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.